see me spend money to really appreciate me and Nikki Finn's accent. I feel like I should like you gotta see my <laughs> you gotta see me spend money to really appreciate it. <laughs> Mine goes like mm, you gotta see me spend money to really appreciate me. <laughs> and she's like twirling her, her non-existent short hair. Her oh pixie hair. I- Welcome to another installment of the Madonna Get Together podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and it is time to put our love to the test for Madonna movies. There was a 35th anniversary milestone for Who's That Girl, but I didn't want to skip over Shanghai Surprise. So here to get quizzed on some Madonna movie trivia is a former guest, Cabe, who chatted with us over a few episodes to talk about the True Blue through Who's That Girl tour. And I thought there was no better person to talk about these movies with than with Cabe. Cabe Thompson is not only a casting assistant for shows and movies such as This Is Us, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and an upcoming Christopher Nolan movie called Oppenheimer, but also recently starred in Strings Attached, a series you can find streaming on Amazon and I had him in my cab once. Cabe, how you feeling, Mr. Clear? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? <laughs> Good. Congratulations on your series. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me back. This is this is very exciting. Yeah. Well, um, also, since I had you on the show, you got married. How's married life? It's good. Um, it's wonderful. We did not walk down the aisle to Jimmy Jimmy. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Nice. What else has been going on? What else has been going on? I I have a, an upcoming movie that I'm in that I just found out is going to premiere at Sundance. Ooh. So very soon. It's, it's something I'm very proud of. It's called Fairyland. I have one scene, but it's an important scene. It's a beautiful scene. And it's about poets and, and the AIDS epidemic in San Francisco in, oh, in wow. the 80s. But it's a it's it's a beautiful love story. It's beautiful. Well, I can't wait to see it. You'll have to let me know when it's when it's like out there in the universe um, for me to be able to watch. Oh, I will. <laughs> Either in a theater or on streaming. Absolutely, I'll let everybody. I did. Know. I did check out Strings Attached. Uh, it was there was a cliffhanger at the end. Is there going to be a season two? We're working on season two. Yay! We're it right now, we're writing it, and then we're supposed to film it at like the beginning of February. Oh, so you haven't started filming yet? No, no, no. We're still Exciting. like right okay. Now. Nice. Well, thank you for being on the show, and also thank you. You sent me a gift recently, and that was very sweet of you. You asked for my address, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna send me a Christmas card, and then I get this. It looks like it's a program that attendees got when they attended the the inaugural. MTV Video Music Awards, where Madonna performed like a virgin. She opened up the show. Cha- changed VMA MTV 
everything history, right out of the gate everything right yeah well i you you were you were kind enough to send me a gift when we did our episode a long time ago and i was like okay what do i get wayne who <laughs> to my knowledge like has every madonna thing right so i was like okay there's got to be something that wayne doesn't have that's somehow madonna related and so that's what i thought of well i appreciate it thank you so much I loved like opening it and feeling the embossment on the front and like reading the the whole like thing on Madonna. That was that was really sweet of you. Thank you so much. Is it a good write up? I haven't seen what it is. I think it's just like kind of like summarizing like performance. Her, summarizing her career, which was at that time she had only had one album out. The new album hadn't come out yet. The Like a Virgin hadn't come out yet. So it's really just like a, a write up of who she was at that time, which was an artist with only one album. So I'll take a picture and I'll send it to you so that you can, so you can like read the actual article. Cool. All right. Well, today we are going to quiz you on Shanghai surprise. So I have, because it came out in 86, I have six questions plus one bonus question. And then for who's that girl, I have seven questions because it came out in 87 plus one bonus question. Are you ready to put your love to the test? I'm ready. I, I'm very nervous <laughs> because I feel, I feel like there are so many people that like, oh, this is obvious answer. But you know what? I've done my homework, so we'll see. Okay. Well, for those who don't know, Shanghai Surprise was adapted from a 1978 book called Faraday's Flowers, renamed to Shanghai Surprise, and was produced by none other than George Harrison's production company, Handmade Films. Yes, you heard that right. George Harrison of the Beatles. George Harrison composed the songs for the film, not to be upstaged by any Madonna music. And he also has a cameo in the film as a nightclub singer, a la Vision Quest. It's his Vision Quest. (laughs) Uh, This was more of a pet project for the newlywed couple, Sean Penn and Madonna, and Madonna's second starring role in a major motion picture. It cost $15 million to make, but only made $2.3 million at the box office. Ouch. Uh, the movie takes place in 1930s Shanghai and is in the same vein of like the 40s and the 50s hijinks slash screwball comedy, kind of such as like the African Queen. Uh, Madonna plays a missionary named Gloria Tatlock, who enlists the help of Sean Penn's character, Glendon Wazy, who try to steal back stolen opium to help Madonna's patients in pain. Aw, she's such a Mother Teresa. Took the words right from my mouth. Mother Teresa. <laughs> and seduces Sean Penn's character. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, so here we go. Question number one. What year does the movie take place? 1937. I'll give that to you. It opens in 1937, but Madonna's part throughout the rest of the movie is 1938. Because this is one year later. Mm, mm, classic mistake. <laughs> I was I was gonna like be technical, but I I'll give that to you. Because it opens up saying Shanghai, nineteen thirty seven. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. What is the name of the missionary that Madonna works for? Can I phone a friend? <laughs> Is your friend Google? 
Oh, man. Mm, mm. I never make this easy. So it's either going to be a completely obvious answer or it's going to be an answer that is going to be hard to get. I want to be funny and I'm just blanking on her name. Who is the actress that's in? She's an actress. She's that New York actress and she was, they were friends in the 80s. She's in the True Blue video. Debbie Mazar? Debbie Mazar. You think it's called the Debbie Mazar Missionary Center? (laughs) Final answer, Debbie Mazar. Okay. (laughs) It is called the Helping Hand Mission. Mm -mm. Okay, close. Which is very, I, I feel like they're setting Madonna up in this movie. We'll, we'll get to that in a minute, but I feel like they're setting her up to look, she's helping hand, you know, I feel like that's a, a, a nod to a hand job. And the fact that she seduces Sean Penn's character just out of nowhere. So it makes her look like the, the nasty one. You know what I mean? Mm. Just something to add to the criticism of why people don't like her in this mm. film. Okay, well, you didn't get the name of the missionary. What is the name of the hotel they stay in? It's not the Chateau Marmont. It's it's not the Holiday Inn. It is... It's not a Hilton. It's not a Hampton. It's mm. not the Fountain Blue. It's, it's not the Fountain Blue. <laughs> no. Hmm... I'm very curious to know what notes you did take and what you thought these quiz questions were going to be. <laughs> By the way, I have, I have for each movie, I have at least one question for you for each movie. Okay. As a surprise, just letting you know. Well, when you get one of them, I'll let you ask me. <laughs> oh no. Okay. <laughs> uh, the hotel was called the Penang hotel. Penang. Okay. Do you happen to know the room number? This is such a, this is such a, 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 a way. And the thing is, I asked about a room number in Desperately Seeking Susan. Yeah, so if you yes, listen to that episode, and you I should know. have expected this question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I can tell you that it's not 6111. Obviously. Okay. Obviously. Because it's a room number. That's, that's a, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you're, you're jumping the gun here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm just saying it's not that. Obvious. I also have alternate questions. So if you if you pre-answer to another question I already have in the future, it means I ask you an even harder one. <laughs> not, but I wasn't answering. I was just saying it's not this, right? Okay, okay, um, okay. Um, oh, gosh. Lucky number 13. It's room number 204. Two zero four. Okay. Is there a significance with two zero four? I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> it's just the room number that's on the hotel door. Okay. Because lucky number <laughs> thirteen. I mean, I don't have to tell you. There's obviously significance with thirteen. And yes. Madonna. Yes. 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 Of course. Ray of Light only had thirteen tracks. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. This is gonna be. This is one that I think might be, uh, it's more referential. So you have to know something about this movie to know something about another project that Madonna did. So in the opening credits, 
The font style used is very similar to the font style which is used in a Madonna music video. What music video is that? Well, it starts, that song is playing, and it's like the watery like reflection, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, my goodness. True Blue is too obvious of an answer. Well, you have to think, what videos had she done up to have, that? have, no, not even up to that point. It could be, it could be something that happened after. If you look at the font that's used to lay out the actors' names, the title of the movie, you have to think of a Madonna video that has titles in it or words in it that need to be displayed on screen. Madonna video where titles need to be on the screen. Wayne, my my brilliant host, are you are you gonna leave me dry? Do I get any sort of hint? Uh I will say this. It it comes from a project that also celebrated a milestone this year. It's not erotica. <laughs> Is it erotica? It's from the erotica album. Wayne, Wayne looks like he's about to throw up everybody. <laughs> um. It's deeper and deeper. So in the beginning of the video, Udo Kier is shouting something at the screen. And they give him um, subtitles at the bottom. And it's done in a very specific font. And you're saying and this it is font? It's the same and or similar font style. Yes. It's done in this like Mary Tyler Moore type font. Uh huh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're impressive. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. How many, how many of your listeners do you think are going to get that one? I don't know. They'll have to tell me. They'll, yeah. they'll have to, they'll have to listen and, and say, like, I knew the answer to that one. That's, that's impressive. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. Question number six. This is the last question, and it's a two part question. What are Madonna's first and last lines of the movie? Oh my gosh, she's she's asking for the donations at the beginning, right? Mm. It's like so it's, it's something in the vein of like she's asking for the donations, so it's it's something in the vein of that. And then the last line, because I wrote some of her lines, it's not how's that for a ball game, you little creep. It's not that, although that's kind of close <laughs> there. Mm. It's not Angel. I just blackmail you shamelessly. It's not that either. <laughs> and it, it's definitely not. It's the horrid man from the cricket fight. It's not that either. Wayne, I, I have to I have to call in favors. You gotta give me a hint on the on on <laughs> the first line and <laughs> Oh, I might as well just tell you the answer. <laughs> we still have who's that girl to do. <laughs> okay. Her first lines are, Mr. Burns, you can't be serious, as she's referring to. So while she's taking donations, you never actually hear her say any words. You might see her mouth the words thank you to someone after they put a coin in the box. But her very first words are, Mr. Burns, you cannot be serious. And she's referring to her associate who sees Sean Penn shouting in Cantonese um, at the guy for kicking him off the boat. Exactly. And then her last lines are, I will not, he's an evil and horrible man, which she is referring to Mr. Burns on the boat while she's with Sean Penn. 
Mr. Burns, who was um, Faraday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, because Sean Penn's like, wave him, give him a big wave and a smile. And she's like, I will not. Because she didn't realize that, uh, or Sean Penn, uh, Glendon Weasley, didn't realize after the trunks came off the boat uh, under his ties that he was going to be selling in L.A., there was all the opium mm-hmm. that was missing. That's the power of acting, especially that first scene. I really, I really thought she said something. She has a great presence on screen, and it's funny because I think, I think I heard someone say that Courtney Love had said about Madonna is that she blinks a lot when she acts, mm. so she does a lot of like fluttering of her eyes, and I feel like I noticed in this movie. There's a lot of Bruna moments where there's that whole scene in A Certain Sacrifice where she's out on like a park bench and she's really like her face is all scrunched up and she's trying to speak her lines with all this conviction. And there's a scene in Shanghai Surprise where she also does that. And I think that's I think it's the scene after she falls into the the goose pin. Were they geese or ducks or something? Wait, wait, wait. I have notes about this. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, <laughs> I just wrote that window fall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the scene everyone knows. It ha- it had me by the balls, though. I was shocked. And then I was like, oh, wow. There she is. And there's also a scene where she holds her nose when she jumps into the water. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Am I going to get to ask you my two Shanghai Surprise questions? Yes. Why don't you ask me? Let me see if I know. Let me see if I know. Because I probably won't. Because I was very specific in in choosing these questions. Because I'm just writing them down as I'm watching the movie. I'm like, oh, that'll be a good question to ask. Uh Wait, did I get... I got one right, right? No? You got one sort of of right. That's a technicality. (laughs) The first answer. (laughs) Okay. 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 All right. What is the name of the doll? Ooh, I know this. Refer to more than once. Hmm. I don't know. Once you say it, I'll be like, oh. Yehonala? Hmm. Okay. One of them. Okay, this is just like a silly question. What is, what, what is the man eat? There's like a very odd close up at the very beginning before in 1937. Before we meet our our main characters, there's a close up of a man eating food with chopsticks. Do you know what he's eating? Because I do. Uh, who's who's doing the eating? Is it Faraday? Yes, like the very opening scene where they're where they're at the the no way you call it the dinner. Damn it! You got me. I Barbecue don't know. pork. Ah, barbecue pork. That's all I had. Well. Okay, well, here's my bonus question. Well, let me ask you this first. Have you seen Julie Brown's Medusa, Dare to be Truthful? Oh my God. Essential. Bury me with that. Yes. Okay. There is a wall of mock movie posters that are kind of like parallel to movies that Madonna has done. What was the name of the one for Shanghai Surprise? Is this visible? Like very visible? Or you did you have if to? If you're like, watching the movie, space? yes. If you're watching, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man, 
Kathy Griffin was in the movie. I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> what is the answer? It is called Tokyo Trauma. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Which I, like, lo- I don't know. <laughs> Do you have any I thought that would be a good bonus question and not because it's not directly related to Madonna or anything Madonna's done. So I thought that would be a cute bonus question. That, that's a brilliant bonus question. Did, didn't Tammy Brown say that she, that Madonna like sent her flowers at one point and like vaguely acknowledged Tammy Brown it? or Julie Brown? Julie Brown, Julie Brown. <laughs> Julie Brown sent her after, I guess the movie had premiered or, or whatever, sent her a, um, a half open bottle of champagne. <laughs> okay. And said congratulations or something. And I think Julie Brown said I couldn't have been more pleased with that oh, gift. Oh my gosh. Do you have any line readings you'd like to do from this movie? Uh I do not because I do not like the delivery of any of her lines. <laughs> Fair enough. What about you? What are your favorite lines? I mean it's tough. I mean I mean I already said, Angel, I just blackmailed you shamelessly. But I mean, maybe. All right, I'll do this one. And I'm going to try to do it in the vein of Madonna. (laughs) You deceitful, jelly-spined, backstabbing bastard. (laughs) I think you could literally do the overdub for the movie. (laughs) Why why didn't that happen? We're going to re-record it, and you're going to play Madonna remastered everything yes <laughs> with, bonus, with bonus edition quiz by you yes that no one will get <laughs> <laughs> these, these were great questions well thank you well let's move on to who's that girl and i have some th- thoughts on now that i have watched i watched shanghai surprise and who's that girl literally like back to back um while I was doing this. So I now have some thoughts. I have some new thoughts on Who's That Girl. Mm. So Who's That Girl movie originally titled Slammer until Madonna convinced director James Foley to change the name based on a song that she wrote for the movie called Drumroll, Who's That Girl? <laughs> it was Madonna's first starring role where she received top billing. Even after the box office failure of Shanghai Surprise, Madonna was able to convince Warner Brothers to give her a shot, and they spent around 17 to 20 million, but unfortunately only made 7.3 million at the box office. And she cannot get a break, can she? While the film didn't do well, the soundtrack for the movie had four Madonna songs, the title track, which was a number one single, along with the second single, Causing a Commotion, which went to number one on the dance charts. Although not included on Finally Enough Love, um, we got the super haunting ballad, The Look of Love, and fun 80s synth doo-wop pop, Can't Stop. Who's That Girl is another screwball comedy, but in a very 80s cliche movie way. Madonna plays Nikki Finn, where after serving time in the slammer, pun intended, for being set up for the murder of Johnny, her boyfriend. She's out to clear her name and enlist the help of Loudon Trot, who's supposed to just make sure she gets on the bus to Philly, as if that would stop the movie's plot from actually happening, because she could get on the bus and just return back to New York. Um, 
But alas, several hijinks later, in only 24 hours, hey, that's the title of a song on the soundtrack, but not Madonna. Um, <laughs> it comes to a very happy ending. Not in that way. That actually happens earlier in the movie. But um, <laughs> your face right now. A lot of hand job stuff going on today. My <laughs> well, th- there's a scene in, in Who's That Girl where you have to assume that something happened between them. And that was a happy ending for him. Exactly. And her, I think. But anyway, let's let's get into the quiz. Are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Okay. How many years has Nikki Finn been in jail? Nikki Finn was supposed to serve seven, but is getting out on good behavior. And I believe Nikki served four years. Yay! You got it I'm right. I'm going to be myself. I'm a little embarrassed. I think that's why I was so nervous at the beginning. But I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm here. I'm here. You've got your groove. You're, yes, you're into the groove now. Exactly. Exactly. But into the groove from causing a commotion, not into the groove. The of course. song from Desperately Seeking Susan. Yeah, of course. Come on. <laughs> I don't know what time it is. Who composed the score for the film? I will give you a hint. Longtime collaborator of Madonna's until Like a Prayer. Stephen Bray. Yes. I helped you out with that one a little bit. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You did. Not that I asked. <laughs> What tune is Madonna humming before she is released from her cell? Okay. Mm. Mm. This is this is not an obvious answer. It's it's a pretty obvious answer. <laughs> oh no. Mm. Not causing a commotion. <laughs> it is not a Madonna song. I'm coming out Diana Ross. Because she's coming out. No, the slander. No, I can't, I can't ask for your help on every question. I got to just stand out there on my own. Sometimes. Okay, I'm coming out. Um, that is incorrect. It is Jailhouse Rock from Elvis Presley. She had all those Elvis Presley posters. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I have notes about this. <laughs> Do you need a minute to look over your notes? No, I know that. <laughs> attention. Yes. She's kissing the posters. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And apparently she gets a lot of hairspray in jail too. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. I feel like this should be an easy one. How do you spell Nikki Finn? N-I-K-K-I-F-I-N-N. Yay. There you go. You faked me out. <laughs> I did. Wayne rolled his eyes. Were you panicking? <laughs> I really was. I'm not sure. All right. What is the name of the music store that Madonna shoplifts from? Licorice Pizza. Which? I'm waiting for you to give your real answer. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, there obviously is a tie-in, right? Licorice Pizza was a, a record store. Okay. Sean was in the movie Licorice Pizza, and Madonna posted about it last year. Right. Right. I feel like you're too young to answer this question. 
you would have had to really pay attention to the movie to see the name of the store in the background. This is a store you went to? It is a store I went to. It is a store I shoplifted from as well. But before you saw before you saw this movie? Yeah, sort of. I was not able to get tapes out of the uh, security cases that Madonna was able to. I don't even know how. I I remember being in like Sam Goody in those stores, and I'm like, how did she get him out of here? I would literally sit there and try to like like pry it with my fingers just to see if a tape would slip out. I don't know how she was able to get him out. Mm. She's a master shoplifter. Record bar. It was Sam Goody. Sam Goody. Goody got it. It was too obvious because you just mentioned it. <sighs> Wait, I did give away the answer, didn't I? Oh, my God. And you still didn't get it. <laughs> oh, I've oh, my gosh. A million. <laughs> wow. Okay. What are Madonna's first and last lines? First scene, right? She's 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 getting the offer to go home. And one one of her first lines is, "Yeah, got any mascara?" <laughs> well, that's not the first line, okay. And then the last scene is them being happily ever after together, right? Wayne, I don't think I've asked you for any hints on on who's that girl, so I'm going to uh, call in a favor and ask for some hints. A hint? Hmm. I will say this. For the opening line, they say the words, Nicole Finn, question mark. That's me. Yes. Were you just guessing? No, I remember it. <laughs> she goes, that's me. That's her opening line. <laughs> what do you think the last one is? They're on the bus. Yeah. They're telling knock-knock jokes. You know, they say that, Um, I know that this is an audio, but they say, I'm looking to the sky as if I'm going to find an answer. They say if people look to the sky for an answer, they usually don't find one. But I do remember the <laughs> knock-knock jokes. Won't you just kiss me? Close. She says, shut up and kiss me. Shut up and kiss me. Better. Yeah. Better line. Better line. <laughs> what is the box number in the safety deposit box? That is 6111. I knew you were going to get this one because you gave that as your hotel room answer from Shanghai Surprise. No, no, no. I, I, I said it's. Not, I clarified that that wasn't what it was. That's true. Very true. Very true. Okay. Bonus question. This is, we just answered seven questions. Now here's the bonus. You want to get? You want to go all for nothing? Yeah. What's my score, by the way? I think like two. I think you've gotten like two of them. <laughs> We'll see how you did. How you do on my. I know. I'll probably get zero. I'm flipping the switch today. Okay. Okay. Yes. Uh, All or nothing. Let's do it. How many chicken nugget boxes can you see in the shot when she is feeding Murray the Patagonian Felis Concord chicken nuggets? Chicken McNuggets from McDonald's. 
1987, right? 1987. Seven. Four. There's three on the dashboard and she's holding one. Okay. It's a comedy. So seven is a little excessive, <laughs> but I thought that, you know, maybe yeah. it's a funnier sight gag. If <laughs> All right. Lay it on me. What questions okay. you got? Title sequence. What is the fruit that is behind directed by James Foley? Ooh. Is this a trick question? No. Okay. Is it a pineapple? I don't know how to say similar because fruits are all kind of like their own thing. I, I mean, kind of. <laughs> similar to a pineapple? <laughs> um, you're, you're, you're warm. You're not hot. You're not cold. You're An warm. apple? No, now you're cold. <laughs> I don't I'll know. Give you a hint. Um, Beyonce sings about it. Oh, well, then I really don't know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. It's a watermelon. How is that close to a pineapple? Relatively. I mean, if you said you like... should have said you should have said uh, Julie Brown, Medusa, dare to be truthful. Oh, huh. then I would have gotten it because she sucks that the... watermelon into a flat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how is a watermelon similar to a pineapple? In, in the context, I'll tell you why, because in the context of <laughs> guessing about fruit, right, an orange would be similar to an apple, right? <laughs> no, like, then you're like just, born, that's right? apples and oranges. <laughs> right, which which is, which is similar, right? <laughs> but a, a pineapple is closer to a watermelon than it is an apple, right? Wouldn't you agree? You have to cut it. The relatively the size, mm. right? The like juiciness. They're not really it's, portable. It's rind is not edible. I can right. see, yeah. Well, when I think of similar, I think either the inside flesh is similar or the taste of it would be similar. Mm, okay. I know, but it's so, but, but fruit is always so like unique. It's so specific to the individual fruit, right? Yeah. I, I sometimes think, Pineapples do taste like apples. I can see that. Apples and pine. <laughs> Literally. Mm. <laughs> mm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a I mean, riveting conversation we're having. <laughs> there are people listening that probably got it. Just saying. Okay. Why does Nikki park at a slant? Uh, so no one will scratch it. Oh my gosh, you're correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, in terms of my my test scores, you know, I was never good in school. I mean, am I am I like, you know? You're gonna uh, have to retake this course. Okay. okay. <laughs> and apparently, I am too, because I didn't get any of your answers either. So um, look, we'll be in the same class together. Hey, silver lining. Perfect. Exactly. I think that's why I was so anxious to come on because I I know that you and, and people have seen these movies so many times. How many times have you seen each of these movies? Shanghai Surprise, I have probably seen, including when I just watched it, maybe like four times. So I have not seen that one that many times. Uh, Who's That Girl? I have seen... 
maybe like 15 to 20 times. I've seen Desperately Seeking Season more. I've probably seen that like between 40 and 50 times. Right. What about you? This is my first time seeing Shanghai Kadai. <laughs> uh, who's that girl? This is my second time seeing it. Okay. Now, what do you? What are your thoughts on the movies themselves? Mm. And I know that you're looking at it from a very. It's hard to look at it from a 2022 lens. Mm. So when you watch the movies, what are your thoughts that come to mind? I mean, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I mean, Shanghai Surprise is not a good movie. It just it's just really like drags, and I I, you know, from two people that were that were uh. They were married by this point, right? Yep. It would just be. I I think it would be nicer if there were like more romantic scenes between them. But but you know I will say this, she is so gorgeous in that movie. I mean, it is really giving like Grace Kelly, Harlow Jean, um, like yes. just, like old old movie star beauty. Yeah. I mean, it it is amazing. I mean, the night market is a serve. She has very great on-screen presence. Yes. Like, she could just sit there and do nothing, and you're drawn to her. You're drawn to, like, her hair is perfectly coiffed in, in that style, and her makeup is not overdone. And it's what's weird about it is this is what people have seen after seeing her through her first album and like a virgin where it's mm-hmm. like very messy hair, lots of makeup. Her clothes are, are just kind of like rags, essentially secondhand store type clothing. And she had a very different presence in her attitude until this movie came out. And the closest you would see to it is maybe in material girl video. Other than that, because I don't think live to tell had come out just yet. Mm-hmm. Had it. I don't know. James Foley did that so, one too. They, at the press conference, right? She she's talking about True yeah, Blue because they were like, "Oh, have you given up on music?" Mm-hmm. And she's like, "No, I actually have finished recording an album, and I just got to mix it, and it will come out next year." Mm-hmm. What it was it going to, to be called? It's called Live to Tell. <laughs> While George Harrison is just sitting there smacking his gum, he's like, uh, he like did not want to be there. Um, so I would say for me between watching these two movies and watching them back to back and seeing how she has acted in Shanghai surprise, seeing her act in desperately seeking Susan and of course a certain sacrifice, which I have only watched one and a half times. Um, I would say that this is where it might be a little controversial or, um, unpopular opinion but i think she acts really well and who's that girl in comparison to how she acted before i feel like she embodied the character of nikki finn i mean she gave her that horrendous accent however she never drops that character she stays in character that whole time and she you can tell that she's trying different things with her acting it's not kind of like this dumbfounded look on her face like in Shanghai Surprise where it, it feels like she doesn't know what to do with the lines that she's given. So she just kind of just 
says them the way that, you know, you might see um, a high school production of no name play. You know what I mean? Like you could tell she's just trying to act out the lines versus in who's that girl. I think she's trying to be that character. Mm. And I feel like she, she as an actress doesn't get enough credit for doing that because I think by her, I think by doing that, when you go kind of like balls to the wall with a character, it, it frees you up to be, to allow you to take on another character or like a different character in the future where it's like, Oh, I know I did that with, with who's that girl, but now I can kind of be this other character in um, Bloodhounds of Broadway or Dick Tracy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's almost like exposure therapy for her. Mm. So, I mean, I don't know. And now watching, going back and rewatching who's that girl. I don't know. I, I kind of like the movie now and I didn't before. Well said. Really well said. <laughs> I, I definitely enjoyed it more the second watch because I knew what it was and it's fun. It right. is fun. I have fun watching it. Yeah. I do well, have I th- fun watching it. I find it funny. So um, her and Loudon end up uh, tanking Raul in his car into the ocean or the, the uh, harbor um, or the river. And the next time they see them, they've apparently towed the truck out of the water or towed the car out of the water mm-hmm. and have, was able to drive it to uh, Wending Worthington's apartment. And from the time that he was in the water to the time he arrived at Wendy Worthington's door, he had fish in his mouth because he spits out the fish. I was like, how long have you been holding that fish in your mouth? (laughs) And I think those types of things is what makes the movie bad because it's, it's totally unbelievable. Like Mm -hmm. you're not going to have fish in your mouth Mm -hmm. to spit out. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. (laughs) <laughs> am, am, am i like just focusing on the wrong things here <laughs> <laughs> i mean in the context of like the like ridiculousness of the i mean the fact that like she 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 punches okay another question what is the name of the female officer at the beginning of the movie uh, fuck i can't remember her name donovan 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 i mean the fact that like like she she i don't know when i see stuff like that i'm like okay well at the beginning of the movie as she's getting released on parole the first her first act of freedom is to sucker punch her her officer so i guess i just like okay i guess that's what time it is it's it's that's the 80s yeah (laughs) it's the 80s you can get away with that (laughs) yeah and hopefully this movie will um, be archived in the National <laughs> History of Film. National Film Registry. Yes. <laughs> It'll get a Criterion edition. I know I know that um, a 4K restoration. Exactly. <laughs> I know that, you know, hardcore fans just you know will be there for anything that she does, of course. And like if that's returning to acting, oh my God, of course. But you personally, are you have you in the privacy of your mind and your heart, has that ship kind of sailed for you? I mean, of course you'd love to see her do anything, right? But are, are you 
invest is that something that you as a fan are invested in and genuinely want to see i would say based on her past few movies that she's done it's not something i care to see mm-hmm. i think based on her earlier work so desperately seeking susan even shanghai surprise who's that girl dick tracy a league of their own bloodhounds of broadway like to me those are are definitely media roles i think she's a good character actress where she can play a character that's not herself i don't think she can carry a movie playing a regular person so you know um next best thing and swept away i think she's she's trying to play like a regular person who just happens to have qualities of you know a character but it's not necessarily a character role do you know am i making sense totally totally so i think her as you know may morabito that's a character role for her and Mm. it matched i think the energy of who Madonna is. And I think the same for like Desperately Seeking Susan, Breathless Mahoney, um, and Nikki Finn. She's, she is a variation of that character. And I think that's, that's something that I think all good actors do is that they find themselves within a character, not just try to play a character. Mm. Even Body of Evidence, um, there's definitely scenes that i feel like she struggles with as an actress but um i think when she's being kind of like the um that kind of like nasty seductress i think that's that's where she shines in that movie absolutely absolutely well said i would if she ever does any acting again i would love to see like a modern kind of similar to what she did in like girl six where she's like this this older like grand dame diva and she's not necessarily a diva but just like a, a experienced woman showing another younger person woman whoever just like, all right, let me tell you how it is. This is what it is. You know, and they're learning yeah. from her. I would love to see something like that. I I would welcome that from her. Or even something in TV. Mm. I think she would be good in like American Horror Story. <laughs> Why hasn't But Ryan I think Murphy- that ship has sailed. Like uh, I feel like American Horror Story has kind of hit its peak. So uh-huh. it's on its way down. So I don't know, maybe something like White Lotus would be a good fit for her or um, something that's just kind of like has the energy that people are looking for now in television. Mm-hmm. I think she could really be good as a character on like a show like that. And the thing is, I think she has that energy. She I really does. do. But I think her, her especially now um she just wants too much control Mm -hmm. she wants too much control of like behind the scenes and the script and you know everyone else just wants to make the show (laughs) Mm -hmm. i haven't heard any updates on ever since what's her name was cast on the movie i don't think there is any update 
I think we're just waiting to see what happens. Um, I honestly think that would be a better series than it would a movie, but yeah, I don't think you can simplify Madonna's life like that. Not because she's, you know, been in the music business for 40 years, but more or less because she's had so many grand moments in her career that I don't think a lot of other people had. Like lightning has struck multiple times in each of those those eras or those projects that she did, whether it was like an album release or a tour, they're moments that remain in our pop culture history. And it's hard to kind of like gloss over the Blonde Ambition Tour or only spend, you know, like a few minutes on it when you only have two to two and a half hours to tell a story. How are you going to tell the explosion of, you know, like a virgin? How are you going to tell the explosion of the true blue era, the explosion of, you know, like a prayer and bond ambition and her, you know, passion project around Evita and ray of light and music. Like there's just so many moments. And if you gloss over them, even if you get into the later years and you kind of gloss over, I don't know, like 2006 through 2012, you're still missing a big chunk of her life. And if you're, when I'm watching a movie, when chunks of time have passed that quickly, I, I feel like you've lost me as a viewer and telling me the story. I'm like, well, wait a minute. There's a big gap there. What happened? You, you, you started by telling me things year by year, but now you've, you've skipped like 10 years. What happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Cause a lot of biopics do that. And it's, it's really hard to tell a story in two and a half hours. And I, that's where I feel like this would make a good series. Mm-hmm. Are are you, are you as, as a fan in the privacy of your mind and your heart, are you still, do you still think it's going to happen? I don't know. She was supposed to do this back in the mid nineties. She was in talks with ABC to do like a mini series. Um, and then it never panned out which I think at that point in time would have been a good time to do it just because there's kind of like these bookends of a stopping point of where her career started and where she was at that time versus like now we're like, okay, well so many years have passed now and she hasn't stopped working. So you either make a two hour movie and you miss all this stuff or you can make a series and you know, 10 episodes you've you've already got 10 hours right there not holding your breath no and see like um that whitney houston movie came out and Mm -hmm. i like whitney houston but this seeing the trailer for this movie doesn't make me want to watch it Mm -hmm. why specifically um so i feel like the actress they chose to play her looks too much like the actress who played her in mad TV. <laughs> Deborah Wilson. Yes. Deborah Wilson. Amazing. I mean, what, one of the greatest, I'm not, I'm not playing around. One of the greatest things I've ever seen is Deborah Wilson playing Whitney Houston on yes. Mad TV. I yes. love it. So if I see someone that looks like Deborah Wilson, cause she has like the big, she has really big eyes and that's kind of the way that she convinces, uh, of course, with her affliction, with um, the way Whitney spoke. 
I think, of course, was like brilliant. But now I'm going to see someone play it in a more subdued manner. I don't know if I want to see. And I've seen like the way she's delivered some of her lines. And I'm like, I've seen Whitney in interviews and that's not how she talks. So it's a really hard sell when you when you have someone that iconic. And I'm going to say the same for Madonna, that you have to nail them or you just have to do a parody like Maya Rudolph as Beyonce. (laughs) Totally inaccurate portrayal of her, Uh but it's funny and you get of fame. (laughs) Yes. Or like Angela Bassett as Tina Turner. That's Mm -hmm. that to me is that's someone that nailed nailed her. Mm -hmm. Same thing Mm -hmm. with like j-lo as selena nailed it and it's very hard to do, i think it's very hard to do that mm-hmm. i i think a lot of people feel the exact same way you do <laughs> or no one agrees with me <laughs> i think a lot of people do <laughs> well cabe thank you for coming on the show again this has been fun to catch up thank you the, the uh knock knock Who, who's there olive olive who i love having you on the show again <laughs> now back to the interview <laughs> <laughs> laughed out loud when she said that perfect so yeah. fun. <laughs> i loved being on the show thank you so much for having me i really appreciate it well great do you have any christmas plans you know, I do like an, my family and I, we do like a combination of early Christmas slash my birthday. So most of it is out of the way. So I feel a lot of pressure off me, but me and my man, we're just going to be low key, watch movies, eat a bunch of food. What about you? Cool. Um, uh, Pretty much the same. Nice. My family wants to do stuff on Christmas Eve. So that gives me Christmas day to not have to drive anywhere and... Just chill out at home, sleep in. Stream text, Santa Baby. Text Santa Baby, also celebrating 35 years. A very special Christmas. Yes. Volume Keep one there. was released 35 years ago. Yes. Wow. Has she ever acknowledged that song? When she released it, I guess. Right, right. But like since then, like. No. No. It'll be on her next door. It, I think she's playing around with some some tracks, and I think that one's on there. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think it's totally out of the question for that somehow to end up on TikTok. <laughs> and acknowledged by her. I think it's very possible. There's there's still time. we got a few days left. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> well, Kev, thank you again. I really appreciate you coming on the show again. And, of course, we will stay in touch. Anytime. Sounds good. Thanks, Wayne. <laughs> Bye. See ya. Instagram at Cabe Thompson, one word, and you can follow the Madonna Get Together on Instagram at Madonna Get Together.
And please be sure to rate and review the Madonna Get Together on your favorite podcast streaming platform. I hope everyone has a very happy holiday. And until we meet again, my beautiful strangers.